welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Audio Podcast. So let's talk about books. People often come to me for book recommendations because they know I love books, I write books, I talk about books. Many of you are going to buy books for friends and family for Christmas, and I'd like to make some recommendations. I love a certain kind of book, a a, a true historical adventure story uh, that inspires, reads uh, easily like a novel, but teaches lessons and inspires us with the truth of the past. And that's, uh, that's for the most part, uh, what I have on my uh, list here. Um, Let's start. Number one, the book I most recommend, the book that I found absolutely fascinating in this last year, and that I think any uh, lover of history and adventure Uh, and inspiring tales on your Christmas list will love is the book Unbroken by Laura Hillenbrand. I've recommended this book before. Laura is the author of Seabiscuit, that amazing epic book that uh, inspired, of course, the movie Seabiscuit. Laura is an amazing writer uh, in part because she suffers from vertigo uh, and, and various other syndromes related to vertigo. And so she largely writes from bed. And so it's amazing that she writes these stories of sports and the outdoors and wars uh, you know, pretty much from her bedroom. Uh, but this uh, this book that she's written in the last year called Unbroken uh, is truly a, a, a phenomenal read. I hope it wins major, major awards and is remembered forever. Uh, it's about a, a, a marathon, or I mean, I'm sorry, a, a runner, an Olympic runner, Uh, around the time of World War II, who goes into the military, becomes a flyer, gets captured, becomes a POW, and that's just the beginning of the story. I'm not going to go any further. There are amazing turns and twists. Um, You'll just just feel everything that happens. It's it's, uh, an astonishing story of everything from suffering and violence to forgiveness to faith. I mean, it it just has it all. So unbroken, by Laura Hillenbrand. You, you just won't be disappointed, nor will the person you give it to. Um, the, the second book that I most recommend in this year, I've also spoken of before, and it's uh, called Bonhoeffer by Eric Metaxas. Dietrich Bonhoeffer was the Lutheran pastor uh, who helped conspire against Hitler, helped fight Nazism in Germany during World War II. Uh, he was a spy. He was a theologian. He was a pastor. Uh, just just a, an amazing man. And Eric Metaxas, uh, whom I have the privilege to know, has done a fine book on him. Um, Rick Warren, I believe it was, said that this book, Bonhoeffer, is like a graduate program in theology. Don't be put off by that. Uh, the book is well-written. It's moving. It's inspiring. It considers the religious underpinnings of Nazism, which is a favorite theme of mine, and most people never deal with it. Uh, you, you will just find this to be a great read. It's not just for the religious. It's not just for Christians. It's not just for uh, even even people who are inspired or like to read about World War II. Uh, it's just a great biography, and it takes you into a world that very few of us know. Um, another book that I highly recommend this year and that I think would be a great read for the thinker on your list is called The Next Hundred Years by George Friedman. Um, many of you have read books by Alvin Toffler or Robert Naisbitt, uh, people who ponder the lessons of history and then project those lessons and those trends into the future. Um, I, I think that this book, The Next Hundred Years, is uh, 
uh, is one of the best I've read at that. Unbelievable conclusions. Like, what if I told you that Islam will not be a major challenge to the West in 50 years? Uh, what if I told you that nations will be paying uh, workers to move into their country um, and that the whole issue of, of immigration will go away? Uh, as an international concern? What if I told you that declining birth rates and declining population size is going to be one of the major issues that nations are going to deal with in the next 50 to 100 years? These are just a few of the trends and conclusions this book draws, and I just can't recommend it enough. The Next 100 Years by, uh, by George Friedman. And then there's a book that some of you won't want to read because of the one of the authors. You, you may not like this author, but Bill O'Reilly and Martin Dugard uh, have written a book called Killing Lincoln. Now, I know that some of you don't like Bill O'Reilly, and believe me, I get it. Uh, but his book on Killing Lincoln is a good read. The subtitle is The Shocking Assassination That Changed America Forever. Um, the, link, the assassination of Lincoln is something most Americans know almost nothing about. They, they might know that an actor named John Wilkes Booth uh, fired a Derringer ball into the back of uh, Abraham Lincoln's head at Ford's Theater uh, at the end of uh, the Civil War. But uh, they almost certainly don't know uh, any of the major conspiracy this was connected with. They don't know what institutions came into being as a result of this uh, uh, of this conspiracy. They don't know the interna- possible international international connections. They don't know the way that uh, the, the, the pursuit of the fugitive John Wilkes Booth was, was an exciting story and, and, and unusual in ways most people would not suspect. I could just go on and on. So get past the fact that Bill O'Reilly is associated with this book. Uh, it's a New York Times bestseller for a reason. Uh, and read Killing Lincoln. It's a great book. Of a completely different kind is the book Griftopia by Matt Taibbi. Uh, Matt Taibbi is a writer for Rolling Stone. Uh, He's angry, he's hard-edged, he's young, he's radical. But the book Griftopia is one of the best analyses of our recent economic problems I've ever read. Um, Matt is uh, a little negative on our future as a country as a result. I disagree with him about that. But his analysis, his hard-hitting, sometimes crass analysis... Uh, really is the best I've read uh, on, on what's happened, on the loss of ethics. And I frankly think it offers us some hope, um, whether Matt intends that or not. But uh, I, I highly, highly, highly recommend this book. And uh, be ready. It's got some cussing in it. It's got some hard things in it. Uh, but I think it's very, very valuable. And then there's a book that I just think is a magnificent read. And I cannot urge it enough, particularly if you have a... Um, if you have somebody on your Christmas list who loves to read great literature, loves to read the background stories of great literature, um, the, the, the book is called In the Heart of the Sea, The Tragedy of the Whale Ship Essex. And it's by Nathaniel Philbin. Um, I'm sorry, Philbrick. Nathaniel Philbrick. Um, some of you will recognize right off the bat that the whale ship Essex uh, was the whaler uh, that inspired the story Moby Dick. Uh, Hawthorne, I'm sorry, not Hawthorne, Melville, Herman Melville had heard of this story, read of it in the papers about the Essex, and evolved the whole story of Moby Dick 
uh, out of the story of the whale ship Essex. Uh, Nathaniel Philbrick, who's also written a great book on the Mayflower, I, I don't agree with all its conclusions, but it's still a wonderful read, has written this magnificent book in the heart of the sea all about uh, whaling in American history, about the lore of whaling, about the kind of men who were whalers, about the symbolism of whales. You are going to be stunned by what's in this book. And I just find it to be a magnificent, powerful read that gives us the backstory uh, to one of America's great novels. So if you love sea stories or the, someone on your Christmas list loves sea stories um, or just loves a great adventure story, great history, this is it. My final recommendation about reading is rather unusual, and, and I've made this before, and I've had people come back and just thank me repeatedly for it. Um, I believe that one of the great exercises that any reader can engage in is to read the Bible in a language uh, or in a version other than the one that they're used to. Um, most people have heard the Bible in King James translation uh, or an extreme modern translation. There are other versions, the New King James, which strains out a lot of the Elizabethan language, um, the New American Standard Version, the English Standard Version, the Bishop's Bible. There are all kinds of versions. The issue is not one that I would recommend. The issue is to buy for the person on your Christmas list a version other than the one they've read. You cannot be an educated person uh, unless you understand and read the Bible. It's the background of uh, Western history. It's becoming the background of third world history, which in turn is becoming the center of world Christianity. Uh, the Christianity rising in China, Africa, South America uh, is going to outstrip the Christianity in what we call the first world. Uh, so I just simply cannot recommend enough um, that you buy for uh, that reader on your Christmas list a version of the Bible different from the one they might be used to. doesn't matter if they're not Christian or Jewish. doesn't matter if they don't believe Scripture is anything divine. Just at a literary level, uh, the Bible is something you have to know. I just recommended a book related to uh, Herman Melville's uh, Moby Dick. You can't understand Moby Dick fully unless you understand uh, the theology and the proclamations of the Bible. And so I strongly recommend that. These are the books I think will really thrill uh, the readers on your reading list and uh, you will be thanked, trust me. This Stephen Mansfield podcast was brought to you by the Mansfield Group. Find us at mansfieldgroup.com.